again, I agree. Show your audience, show your clients, show your patients that you are married, that you have children, maybe that, that you're you human. Have, yes, that you're a human. Yeah, absolutely. But don't overdo it. Do it on a regular basis, but not every day. So let's say 5%, 5% or max 10% should be personal stuff and the rest should be professional stuff. Welcome to the Protrusive Dental Podcast, the forward-thinking podcast for dental professionals. Join us as we discuss hot topics in dentistry, clinical tips, continuing education, and adding value to your life and career. With your host, Jazz Gulati. You don't need me to tell you that social media is absolutely huge. In all of our lives. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you're involved in social media in some way or another. It's no exception for dentistry, but this creates new problems and dilemmas, new ethical dilemmas for us dentists. How do we best communicate with patients online? And what is the best level of consent to get to patients when we're posting their photos and videos? And where exactly do you draw the line between personal and professional? These are the burning questions we cover with Dr. Alessandro Devagas, who not only has a huge following on social media, but he's such a level-headed guy and is an extremely experienced, successful clinician. One of the topics we discuss, which you may resonate with, Patrusrati, is how to make time for social media. Many of you are struggling to find the opportunities throughout your busy lives to actually have a presence online. And so when I asked this to Alessandro, he had a really good answer. And it involves doing a bit of work, a bit of an audit of your time. So that's something we cover towards the middle and end of the episode. Hello, Patrice Rati. I'm Jazz Galati and welcome back to an interference cast. This is like a, a non-clinical interruption. If you're new to the show, then thanks for joining. Do check out all the other episodes. Mostly a lot of them are clinical and they're very geeky and I get very excited about teeth and dentistry and hopefully that gets passed on to you. But we talk about some varied themes. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Dr. Alessandro Devigas and I'll catch you in the outro. Uh, Alessandro, so you know, I know this podcast we're recording today uh, is about social media, but we must know, what is your secret to looking so youthful? Uh, it's my wife. I'm married for 33 years. So happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> happy wife, happy life, and, 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 and somehow and, uh, and, good skin. <laughs> yeah, and and it's uh, my Sardinian roots. So Sardinia is known for people getting very old. So my father is now almost ninety. Uh, there are a lot, there are a lot of people there, and and I think the the secret, the, the number one secret of getting old and looking good is reduce stress. Mm. Stress mm -hmm. is the one or the number one thing uh, making you older quicker, let's say uh, mentally, physically, uh, with, with all aspects. And this is, this is from, from my point of view, it's not that I'm a super healthy food eater, doing sports every day. I don't smoke, I drink alcohol, but I don't smoke. I, say, I think smoking is one of the number one things. Uh, all smokers always tell me, yeah, but you drink red wine and whiskey. Uh, I say, yeah, okay, but I don't drink bottles, uh, bottles a day. So I, I think I have it under control not to drink too much. And yeah, and again, having a good family, a good social network that helps you if, whenever there's uh, an issue. I think these are the key elements creating creating this and in this in this atmosphere or in this context i think uh, you you show or you look younger to the to the other people although you're not young you know what i mean so it's uh, mm -hmm. uh, i see, maybe you have seen that also with patients 
some patients they come and they are 40 and they're saying oh life is awful and blah blah and then they they look and feel and express being much they older look tired yes yes and then you see 85 year old guys not not walking straight but uh, smiling and being happy and then you feel you feel the spirit you feel the youth coming out and they say okay maybe tomorrow it's over but i will enjoy my life life is too short not to enjoy it so this is a very important point <laughs> i think well, well, for we those guys that are listening that... uh, alessandro sounds great but those watching he, he looks great as well you have to take my word for it and if you don't already watch the episodes you can catch him on youtube and instagram and whatnot okay. uh, just remind everyone you, ca you came on the photography episode and uh, you, you, you talk a little bit about your roots your interest in photography today we're talking about social media so like and, and I mean this in, in the most kindest way possible, Alessandro, right? I just told you, you look great for 60, okay? Most of the six-year-old dentists I know, they steer well away from social media, yet you are blossoming on social media. What you do on social media, I don't see many dentists doing. You are wonderful at social media. So tell me about how you got into just the habits that you have on social media, your presence on social media. And, and I mean, again, I mean this in a nice way, despite, you know, your colleagues who, who may be your age uh, have bet, probably don't even have uh, an Instagram account. So tell me about that. So basically, I restarted my social media career three years ago. So I was on social media when everything started because I'm a computer geek. So I was one of the first Twitter user. I was uh, in, immediately on Facebook on all these channels, but then realized that I made a big mistake. And this is something, let's say, the first important message goes out to, to everyone, young, old, whatever, women, boys, men. Don't mix your social media and your private life. So be aware, you can have a private account, whereas where a young girl, you show bikini photos of yourself or as a young man pumping in the gym. That's fine. I'm not against this. But don't mix these accounts with something that you want to be professional. So if you have an account for your dental office, don't show yourself too much in your private life, driving your Porsche or whatever, because this creates a wrong image. Even if you have achieved something in your life, making it possible to buy a Rolex or, or all these gimmicks that people think, wow, if I have a Rolex, if I have a Porsche, I'm a bigger, I'm, a, I'm more important. But if you feel doing this or wear expensive clothes, don't show that to your clients. It's like my brother, he has like four Ferraris. He would never, he would never take a Ferrari driving to a client. Never, ever. You know, then you take your, your normal car, you, you dress yourself like you have to in a business suit or in your office. So react and interact with your audience how they also want you to see. And this is the number one message uh, of how to start on or how to think about starting your social media career. Alessandra, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. What about, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. What about the situation whereby, like, like I myself, I, I do this, whereby I post the dental stuff uh, on my, my, not protrusive dental, but on Jazzy Gulanti. I post the teethy stuff. But now and again, I have family. Because for me, family is one of the highest values. And what I think that does is it humanizes me. So when prospective patients come say, oh, he's a father, he's a husband. I want to go to a family man. Do you think that's okay? Uh, showing your children, showing yourself, not, not necessarily in bikinis and whatnot, not necessarily luxurious, but in a family environment or I like like football, Manchester United cricket. What about those things? Teach us about that. Yes, I, I think this is important to show yourself. 
then it's your decision in what extent you want to integrate your family. I always tell people, look, have you asked your children if they want to be on social media? Do you have the written consent of your three-year-old boy or girl jumping around, making a fool on your Instagram account? So these are the points. I think it's important to show people that you are a father, that you have a family. You can share these facts in, in short things, but don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. What I do is, this is something important. From time to time, I do a new story talking about who I am. So I tell people, look, for all those, for the new followers, for all people not knowing me, my name is Alessandro De Vigus. I'm a Swiss dentist with passion for digital technologies. And I want to share this and this and this and that and that and that with you. And so they, it's like a refreshment on people not knowing who I am. You cannot expect that uh, over, because social media is very short, a short life information. So then you, from time to time, you have to repeat. And I agree with you that you can integrate your family, but your family has to agree on that. So this is an important point. Just don't uh, just take your smartphone, shoot the videos and post them. And then after that, your wife might say, hey, come on, what, what, what the hell are you doing? You know, so I think this is important <laughs> that it's in, a, in agreement. And again, be also aware that your children might in some years say, hey, dad, what the heck did you catch me when I was falling down the clip? Uh, I don't, and now it's there and my colleagues are sharing this video, showing me this video of me failing. So be careful, be aware of all these facts. But again, I agree, show your audience, show your clients, show your patients that you are married, that you have children, maybe that, that you're you human. Have Yes, that you're a human. Yeah, absolutely. But don't overdo it. Do it on a regular basis, but not every day. So let's say 5%, 5% or max 10% should be personal stuff and the rest should be professional stuff. And that, yeah, and that's different to your other personal account, which you may have, which could be private, for example. And that's yes. where you could just do expression of yourself as an individual rather than you, the dentist who's now speaking to patients all along, which, which is great advice, I think. And, that, and that's really good. Uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit to the main first question I wanted to ask on this episode, which and we kind of touched on it already, is that we are at a stage now, where I would say 99% of dental practices have got some sort of a website. Not all of them are good. Yeah, I, I know some practices who don't even have a website at the moment still to this day. Okay, and uh, fine, but, but most of them do. But a lesser percentage has social media. Now, one thing I truly believe in over the last year or so is like with protrusive dental, uh, social media, I don't do much on Twitter, okay? And actually, I'm thinking that I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do much on Twitter because it's just, uh, I, I don't resonate with it as much. Uh, and I, I truly believe now that if you're going to have a social media, then do it properly. There's no point having a social media and doing one post a year on that account because someone else might come on and check the Twitter and be like, oh, this isn't very active, this isn't very good. And then be like, oh, this is, this is not representation of that brand. So one mantra I follow is that if you're going to commit to having a Twitter, do it properly. If you're going to commit to having Instagram, do it properly rather than just having it for the sake of having it. So where do you see social media for practices who have websites and then maybe to, to, for them to get to a social media presence now is too much of a big step. What would you say to that dentist listening now who hasn't embraced social media yet? Basically, there, there's some research and dentists are also visual, let's say visual people. So what we are doing, what we are communicating is, 
Our patients want to look better, so they want to change something, they have problems we solve. So it's a visual thing. So Twitter for sure is not the right channel to interact with your patients. Then we have like uh, in Instagram, TikTok and Facebook. There are others like Snapchat and WhatsApp. WhatsApp, WhatsApp is almost uh, an underrated social media tool that you can integrate also in your marketing campaign, interacting with patients, but be careful. Be careful with communicating with your patient on all these channels. Watch out for the legal issues. So I tell dentists, don't share too much information on, on via smartphone with your patients. Uh, there you should use safe channels, safer channels. So a patient might send you an image of a broken tooth. That's okay because he sent it. It's his information. If I, took a pic if I take a picture of myself and share it, it's not it's it's my problem but you as a dentist you cannot just take pictures or receive images and share them with others without asking the permission of the patient doing so so this is the the side effect coming back i would say today you should focus on instagram if you are a younger generation dentist who wants to uh, fool yourself a little bit and you have a young team that also wants to dance TikTok might be an alternative. <laughs> I'm not so much into TikTok. I, I tried doing so and I found that what works on Instagram doesn't really work on TikTok. So my main focus is on Instagram because what I found out, Facebook still is the largest community, still is the largest community, but not really engaging. So you easily, <laughs> I call it, uh, and we discussed it already, for me, Facebook is the happy birthday platform. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody says, oh, it's my birthday today, then you get, wow, hundreds of comments. If you, if you post some valuable content, nobody interacts. So this is, uh, this is the situation. Facebook is great if you want to promote your office with advertisement because you have 2.5 billion people. It's easy and it's interesting if we have done some research. There are more dentists having a Facebook page than having an Instagram account or other social media. So in the dental community, if you ask them, number one is I have a Facebook account because at the end, it's also mandatory to have one if you want to have an Instagram account. But still, the dental community or the medical community is still is number one on Facebook, not being really active. This reflects also the average age. The dental community is getting older. And Instagram is like, oh, uh, I have an Instagram account, but I don't know where to start. So the thing that I felt browsing uh, over, over the last two, three years, many dental accounts is that I would say 90% have no plan. I, I agree, Alessandro. And one observation I've made and something I spoke about in a, in a little mini uh, webinar uh, that the BDA did recently to young dentists about social media is, uh, and please tell me if you agree or disagree with me, is that I, I want dentists to decide who their account is for. Is it for dentists or is it for patients? Because a lot of the time dentists are posting up f shots that only a dentist would appreciate and labeling perichymata, etc. Whereas a patient would be like, what the hell is going on? Whereas patients want to see full faces and, and other types of videos, which the dental community may not engage with as much, basically. They still would. So would you agree that, you know, as a dentist or a dentist office, you need to first cite, okay, are you actually making content purpose-built for patients and the public or other dentists and you want to show them your line angles, etc. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And this is one big mistake a lot are doing. They want to do both. 
on one account and this doesn't work. And some so some do, but they're, they're yeah, few and far between. Some, some do, yeah, but they're few and far between. And yeah, you alienate but, the one or the yeah, other but, sometimes. Uh, I think. But if you look at the successful accounts, they're not really showing, nobody shows bloody images because patients don't want to see any blood, any, any things that a dentist might even like but the patients don't. But what I also must say, this, this before and after, before and after, before and after thing gets a little bit tiring. Some patients might jump on this, but you see also on this more successful account that they're mixing more and more personal stuff with this. So they do less before and after and, and show more behind the scenes, what services they are offering, showing up themselves, so this is, this is the thing, because I had an interesting discussion in life with Miguel Ortiz, a dentist from Boston, about all the fake dentistry we are seeing on social media, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Not, not even the dental community. They give likes to photoshopped images, and it's amazing. It's amazing how uncritical the audience is towards the information posted on social media. But again, I agree, and this is an important information and message to the dentists out there. You have to decide, is my account for my patients and potential new clients, or do I want to share how cool I am, or not, not even how cool I am. I think I have to share my knowledge with the community. And then, but then, but then please, share the knowledge before and yes. after is not sharing any knowledge and what i have experienced over the last three years i have posted thousands of comments asking can you please share more details on this case you don't get any answers you don't get any answers what does this mean they know that they are fake uh huh. Okay. I mean, I, I think it's a it's a platform issue as this well. This is this is this is a or is it an arrogance? I don't know because let's it's called social media for a reason, and I see that especially the dental community is missing out being social on social media. If you post, then you have to be ready to answer questions. Otherwise. Turn off the comments. You can turn off comments in your post. So then if I look at the picture and I see there's no way to post a comment. So the person who posted this image or this video doesn't want any interaction. But if you post and anybody is able to post a comment, then please, please. And this is a message and I want to everybody to listen to this. If I ask you a question, I want an answer. I tell people, if you don't ask questions, you will never get answers, but I have to modify this. If you ask questions on social media, it's most likely that you don't get an answer. And this is sad. For me, this is really sad. If we, if we don't communicate, if we don't talk to each other, we will not grow. I don't learn from a cool before and after where I say, wow, I will never be able doing this. I want to learn. And if I ask a question, you can answer. I don't answer this question, but please mm -hmm. give me an answer. And I'm, I always ask in a polite way, you know? 
I, I have seen that, and I, and I can vouch for that. And I, I think I, I personally think, Alessandro, while we're talking about it, it could be a difference, innate difference between Instagram and Facebook. So, firstly, I agree with you that the reach is different. When I share a video, I did share a video the other week about a cool suction tool about um, cleaning crowns. It got 1,700 views on Instagram and 201 on Facebook. So, so, I definitely agree with you in terms of how content and media is consumed and reached on the different platforms. But there may be a difference. So, when, sometimes when I share full protocol cases, a, Instagram only limits me to 10 images, and I can't individually caption each image. Whereas on Facebook, I can post the entire series of 125 step by step, and under each image, I can write a caption. So I do feel as though that, 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 that these are fundamental differences, and it becomes more difficult. However, I do agree that when someone asks a question, it's it's good for engagement. It's good to grow our community of practice by by answering questions. And I, I do feel that Facebook sometimes does this better, and I think that's something for us to, to learn and grow from. I think overall, the, you know, taking a step back, I have learned so much from social media in, in terms of dentistry. It's, it's actually amazing. I think I used, I used to say more from Facebook than Instagram, but nowadays, I think from Instagram as well. I think there's so much to learn. But you're right, we should maybe be a little bit more critical of the stuff we see. And to fair, I don't even consider when I see photos on Instagram, is this been photoshopped or not? Maybe, maybe it's just me being, you know, rose tinted glasses or whatever. Any ideas on how to spot a fake? Are you enjoying the Protrusive Dental Podcast? Well, allow me to deliver you even more value. You can now download the iOS or Play Store app for free. Just search Protrusive on your app platform. Now, if you're a true Protrusive and you want to support the podcast, you want to claim CPD for all the listening and watching that you do, you want to get access to exclusive clinical walkthrough videos to make dentistry tangible, as well as a premium newsletter, access to the Protrusive Vault, and the ability to download all the clinical videos and podcast videos so you can view them offline later, you can get all of that for less than 15 tax-deductible dollars per month. So what are you waiting for? Download the Protrusive app now on iOS or Android for absolutely nothing. We've worked so hard on this, the Protrusive team, and I know you're just going to love it. Now back to the main episode. I think if you are a decent dentist, you immediately see that papillas cannot grow, that uh, that something looks too perfect, perfect than, uh, than, than nature. And I, I have to tell you, Maybe maybe you can see some veneer cases that have the, that really look like nature, but if you go close, then uh, there are only a few things that are really perfect, and and uh, and the larger the things get, the more you see that it's not nature. But the the thing is that most people don't want to see it. It's like going to Cirque du Soleil. You know that you are in a dream world. And for two hours, you go and watch the show and dream on, let your, let your mind flow. <laughs> and I think too much people are consuming social media that way. They're, again, they're not critical. They're, doing, they're giving likes for things. I sometimes also scroll the feed and then double tap. And then I go back and say, no, no, I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> so then I, I remove my like, you know what I mean? And or people because the algorithm, algorithm responds, it will show you more of what you like in the future, which is you know. or uh, people tagging you, and then uh, you feel like forced giving a comment, and uh, <laughs> and now I'm really starting to sometimes also being critical, but again, always in a polite way to start interaction, and what I get sometimes that I get a direct message telling me why are you so critical. 
Why mm-hmm. are you posting negative comments? Say, no, this, is what not, this was not a negative comment. If I ask you a question, why have you selected this material? This, has, this is far off by being negative. Oh, it's going to help to, for everyone to grow and learn and share. I want to start a discussion. And again, a lot of people are afraid of starting discussions on social media. Again, I, I do think Facebook lends itself better to discussion. I, yes, I, I, yes. That's how I feel. Yes. And uh, that's also why you see a lot of Instagram accounts, of dental Instagram accounts are still private. Mm-hmm. They are still hiding themselves because two reasons. They don't have a strategy. So they look at other feeds and see, oh, my feed looks strange or, or don't know what's, not, what's wrong. So they keep it private or they are afraid of entering the discussion. So these mm-hmm. are the two points. And, and I, I always tell people, hey, come on, show yourself. I want to see what you're posting. Uh, I cannot follow everybody who, uh, who is private just to see what's behind the account. If it's just a private account showing family picture or is it? And this is coming back the importance also of how you show, how you present your account on, on, on Instagram. So the, the, the importance of, the, of your profile page, of your bio, that you write there who you are, what you're doing, what your goals are, and then try to be consistent in your feed. And so I've personally, for example, also started reposting pictures of others dental photography, so uh, reposting artistic photography, especially from uh, people from South America, that they are are great in doing all this artwork. I don't know where they find all the time to do so. And and then I say, okay, if I just repost clinical images or let's say artistic images or try doing artistic images myself, I'm one of a million, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's nothing special. So then I started, okay, why not share my knowledge with the audience? And this is then finding the, this is then the topic, finding your niche. So what you want to share, what, what you like sharing with others. And I think this is the way to go on your, on your social media. If you want to show yourself as, as a dentist, as a private person, so on. And again, coming back, this is then one, one thing. And the other thing is showing your office, showing what you are doing, showing you what you are offering, your services, etc. to be like the, the, the window, the showcase of your office attracting potential clients. Absolutely. It should be an extension of you. It should be a projection of you and your on your values. I, I totally agree with that. I remember being in a lecture in 2014 of um, some dental marketing expert, but there's a group of dentists in the, in the audience. This was like eight years ago. And I remember the biggest objection that my colleagues, which are who are mostly my senior at that stage um, of my career, were, were saying that, where do you find the time? I don't have time. You know, amongst children, uh, clinical dentistry, life and everything that happens, where do you find the time to post. So what would you say to that dentist who has this as their number one objection? How can they magically find the time? Just check, start checking your agenda. And then it's like, it's like uh, if, if somebody tells me I don't have time, then I ask him, okay, for one week, write down what you're doing when. So when, when, when are you getting up? What's the first thing you're doing? What's the second thing? And, and just, just write down how your days are going. And then you might see, ah, in the morning, I'm just sitting 30 minutes on the toilet. 
maybe maybe if you <laughs> if you take that much on the toilet use this time to do something you spend 30 minutes drinking coffee or whatever or, or in in my dental office i have the routines most of the dentists then say okay from eight to five i'm totally blocked and after that i i have some time but if you then after after analyzing your schedule still realize that you don't have time then it's mandatory to look for professional support professional yeah. support in the sense look for a coach for a social media manager that helps you that helps you if you still want to present yourself or your dental office and this makes totally sense because if you then calculate you should cut off two hours a day from your dental schedule to become a social media manager yourself this doesn't make sense and this is way way too expensive your fee or at least the loss of working hours over the whole year is worth thousands of pounds or dollars or Swiss francs or whatever. And if you calculate this, I agree. And, and this is why I don't know why not more dentists are coming to me. I'm offering these services. I have some people behind me helping me with producing content or giving me ideas. And there are some tools you can use. By the way, I'm now setting up like a mini course that will be free how to start with all this, but it ends up, Amazing. It, it ends up with a decision. Okay. I have the time to do it myself or with my, or with some members of my team, or I don't have the time and then don't wait too long. Then get in touch with me or other people who are offering services, coaching services. So I have some dental practices I'm coaching. We have a coach, a call once a week to discuss what, what are the next steps? What, what can be improved? And then you find so many small things that are not working. Uh, and, and at the end, it's slowly the engine starts running. And then you get happy and don't spend, don't do anything that you don't like to do. So if you feel forced being a content creator on social media, then stop, stop doing this and look for professional help. I think that's great advice. And I'm glad you, you mentioned about how to, to get more help, i.e. reach out to you. Is it at Dentist Camera that you want them to reach out? Or where yes. is the best way? Yeah, best, The best way is my, my Instagram account. And uh, maybe, maybe I'm allowed to do a small advertisement at this please. stage. No, please, I insist. You, you, you've helped me so much. Uh, I, I, please do. And, and read, reach out to Alessandro uh, and learn more about this. And his website's wonderful. His all Everything he set up is, is just wonderful. I know he's got a team behind him. And, and actually, I've got a team behind me as well. So a lot of people message me saying, Jazz, how do you find the time? Leverage, you know, I uh, I need a team. I can't, you know, I want to be a father. I want to be a dentist. I can't spend my whole life in front of a screen. So it, you have to then get other people involved in your team. Absolutely. So we are we are now launching on September the Dental TV. So this is like a, an initial naming, but maybe we will rebrand it because it started as the idea of having a dental photography conference. Then we had to postpone that we had to cancel. Then we thought about going on an online conference that was saying, OK, we have so many online conferences. This would, this would be just another one. So uh, I started inviting more people. So now we have uh, over 30 speakers. And what I have decided, because I'm also now collaborating with Sony and Vimeo, that I will start my own Vimeo OTT channel. So basically, this is like Netflix for dentists. 
<laughs> so I will have an own video channel and we are now setting it up with an app for iPhone and Android. So you can watch and consume and subscribe from all platforms. That's pretty cool. And you will have then there all the content. And we have four pillars, photography, video, communication, and social media. And I'm reaching out to experts in all these fields, giving you and the, let's say the dental community a platform where they can learn all this, all, the, all about these topics. And this is the goal to really create something, to build up a community there. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that, that this will be something successful. It's uh, basically a lot of YouTuber go over then to this Vimeo OTT or other, other platforms because you have better control, you can monetize better because then I will like create like for Netflix, we, uh, it will be subscription based. There will be some free stuff. You can host online events. I will post there my webinars. There's so many things and the industry is also interested in participating, for example, posting posting information about their, their latest uh, software they have or whatever. So this will be a, a good mix for the dental community for sure. So thank you for giving me the time to explain. No, no, please. This, uh, this. I, I, I think this would be great. I look forward to you to be part of it. I look forward to joining Dentist TV. I think it's a, it's a great idea. We're having something similar with the Protrusive app, but it's in a different way. So I think we need more of these channels to be creative. And you're a prolific content creator, uh, Sandro, and you need to have a, a dedicated channel. So I'm glad I'm so glad you're doing this. So well done. My last question for the day now and I'm going to sort of tease everyone in the intro for, for this question this is another pain area so we discussed about the time issue and you covered that beautifully i.e. Uh, to, to revision guys if you're having issue with time you need to audit your day and then once you've audited your day and you can't find any time and you don't want to be a social media manager then get some external help and reach out for coaching with Alessandro at dentist.camera now my last question is consent dentists worry and rightfully so about getting the right level of consent before posting a video or photo of their patient or their smile, their teeth or of their step-by-step -step photos. How do you gain consent in 2022 from your patients to post their mouth online? That's an important question then for, for us, it's like a multi-step procedure. Step one, step one, when a new patient comes in, they have to fill out their anamnesis. The, Fine, the, 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 the medical the question, history form. The questionnaire, yeah. the questionnaire. Sure. Do you have any diseases and whatever? How sure. do you call that in medical English? Medical history, yeah, absolutely. Medi yeah, yeah. So, and at the end of this, they have to sign it anyway. And there's a point where they have to, they can cross, they can mark this. I agree that my information is shared with other dentists because I have to share it with other dentists if, I, if, if I'm doing consultations or, or I, need, I need support. I work closely with the University of Zurich in, in more complex cases that we exchange information and that, that, that pictures taken can be used for publications, lectures, and on social media. Okay. So this is this is number one. But then if, if somebody signed yeah, that... Is that like a tick ago, box or is that there yes, by default? Do yes. they have to tick it? They have to tick it. So it's okay. something active. So they have to do it actively. Second thing, if I, I have a case that I think I want to post it or use it for a lecture. So it starts most that I use it for a lecture or a presentation or a publication. Then you go again to the patient and say, look, I recorded this case and I would like to use it for educational reasons. So other dentists or the community will see it. Do you agree? And then you put it in your 
in your uh, in your medical history say okay i ask the patient if uh, if she or he agrees that i can use the pictures and then then they say I had only one patient disagreeing, and then I say, "Okay, it's and your decision." Just clarify: this was verbal. The first one was written; it was a tick box. The second yes. time, from the same patient, you ask verbally. Yes, okay. but I write it down in the in my medical history. Mm-hmm. So you have like mm-hmm. uh, you have like the the thing open, and uh, you record everything that you're doing in with your notes. patient, and yep. then I mm-hmm. take a note and say, "Okay, I ask the patient if it's okay to use these images for an article." And then write the patient agreed. So there's no need to sign again or or whatever. But it's important that you Thank ask God. the patient and you get this uh, this this agreement or this okay from the patient. And again, I think if you ask politely, uh, most of the patients agree. In my own experience, yes. I mean, if you just say, "Look, I would love to use the images to show other patients," or "I would love to share this with other dentists because I think there's a lot to learn here, a lot to share here." Yeah, maybe had zero or maybe one I can think of that said no ever in the last you know nine years. So I agree with you. Uh, patients are usually very happy for this. Uh, and then sometimes the odd one will say yes, but don't show my face, and that's totally cool. You need to respect that. But yeah, very rarely will they say an outright, uh, out, outright no. I have many patients asking for their portrait pictures. So when I shoot my portraits, there's a lot of patients <laughs> asking if they can use them for their social media. <laughs> so. Yes, I, I had a I had a male model actually. I took some portrait photos, and then I, he actually now uses it as part of his portfolio yeah. <laughs> for his modeling. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. No, no. But again, important: ask your patients for the permission before doing so. Not just post it, and then uh, you get you get like the letter from the lawyer mm-hmm. <laughs> saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, dear 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 doctor, what have you done?" So, and the the problem is, if you have posted something, it's almost impossible to delete it. Yep, and and also when you post it, it now becomes property of Instagram or property of Facebook. So you need yes. to res- respect that the social media then owns it. So it's really important to to get that level of consent. I think. Yeah, uh, this is this is also an interesting question. I have to uh, ask some someday the the editors of books and journals, because uh, many authors publish then their pictures of books out or articles on social media, and basically they would not be allowed to do so. Because the mm-hmm. property is in the, is on the editor of the book or the article. So if you if you publish articles, the the, the copyright goes in most cases to the editor, and yeah. you agree with that in the in this small letter text, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that nobody mm-hmm. reads. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. But the scary thing, though, is and I mean, the reason why we should take it seriously is that there's nothing stopping anyone. Like you post up a video of your patient, and then someone can just download that video. Put it on TikTok and make and perverse the meaning of that. You see, so this is a little, a little bit of a scary time. So we just have to proceed with with, with caution. I think that's uh, uh, important not to forget this. Uh, Sandra, you've been absolutely brilliant today. You, we talked about photography before. We talked about social media. Uh, are there any closing remarks that you want to give the dentists before we send this out to the big mm-hmm. wide world uh, and hopefully lots of people join you on your dentist TV? I look forward to that. Please give us your your closing thoughts on the topic of social media and dentistry. Basically, it's social media in general. So number one, be social on social media. So this is my my number one thing I want to spread out. Second thing is think about if you really want and have the time to start a social media career or a social media journey. Look for professional help if needed. 
So don't say, ah, this guy is doing better than myself. Ask, ask these people, what are they doing? Being consistent is one of the facts. It's, it's, let's say in the dental office, I would, I would highlight the words love and passion. So you have to be passionate about what you're doing. You have to love what you do. On social media, it's a little bit passion, a little bit love, but the most important thing is consistency. You see mm -hmm. a lot of burnout on social media that you don't see in the dental office uh, in that extent. So social media is something that can be really demanding, taking a lot of energy from you. So there again, try to be consistent. And if you feel like running out of ideas, not knowing what to do, not having any goal or plan, again, look for professional help. So these are the key elements on being happy and social on social media. Guys, enjoy social media. Have a presence for your practice. Have a presence for yourself if you think that's the right thing for you. I think what social media has become is, yes, there's bad points about social media. We kind of touched on a little bit. It's always important never to compare yourself to someone else. I think Alessandro, you just mentioned that. And don't, don't compare your uncut life to someone's highlight reel, right? That's like number one pathway to depression stuff. So remember that everyone's always projecting the best uh, and sadly Photoshop stuff as well. But uh, have a presence, enjoy, have fun with it. And if you're not having fun with it, get some help. I think that's the, that's the message there. Well, there we have it, guys. Hopefully you feel a little bit better about your interactions on social media, but also how to portray yourself on social media. It can be a dangerous place. It can be a minefield. So some of the guidelines that Alessandro presented to us, I think are really helpful. Although this episode wasn't eligible for notes, this is eligible for CPD. Because ultimately, social media is a form of communication. So if you're on the Protrusive app, scroll down below, answer a few questions and get your CPD. You've come all this way after all. And as ever, I thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you want to join our community, there's one on Facebook called Protrusive Dental Community. And it's just got the loveliest people. It's a self-selecting bunch who listen to podcasts. And it's an absolute pleasure to read the discussions we have. Please do join us. But if you've been trying to join and I'm not accepting you, it's because I, you haven't convinced me enough that you're a dentist. So you kind of have to message me on Instagram or something to, to convince me that you are a dentist. And sometimes you might ask for proof and whatnot. But it's only because we want to create a safe environment for our community. Thanks again. And I'll catch you in the next episode.